Hey, thanks for tuning in, listening and supporting the Influent Free Podcast and Collective. We are so grateful and always appreciative of the love you have to give. And we like to give it back, so we hope you know that. We just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode contains mature content, language that might not be suitable for all listeners. So be mindful of where you're at and what you can process and be with as you listen ahead. Be kind to yourself. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy. Welcome, welcome, y'all. Um, Brianna here. And Janessa. From Inflow and Free. And today we have with us a really good friend, like a homie of the homie. Mm. Um, talented artist, like dope. <laughs> like just food revolutionary, um, Nayla Griffin. Um, we want to introduce you and just say thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. We appreciate it. We appreciate it, especially because I know you've been so busy. Just work out the ass and like really thoughtful work that you've been creating lately. We'll get into that later. But uh, real quickly, want you to talk about the work that you do, your art, um, your food justice initiatives, like everything that makes you happy, all the joys, all the love. We want to know about you. Again, my name is Naila. And a lot of the work that I do is centered around creating an experience. Um, So that includes my art, that includes food, like anything that is part of what I'm doing is created, it's it's an experience or a space. My medium, as far as the artwork, I use a lot of um, collage. Um, I'm very careful with colors and my choices of them. Um, And as far as my food justice work, I am currently working on starting a community garden downtown New Orleans where I could help facilitate feeding the unhoused that lives out there in that area, as well as just being able to be a resource for anyone in the city who's of low income or, or just always been marginalized. My ultimate goal is to own my own grocery store that specifically caters to being able to educate on seasonality of food, preparation of food, other ways that they can heal themselves internally with the uses of food. Like I have a lot of added added value products that I make like fire cider. I know how to keep a beehive. Um, All my work is centered around, again, creating a safe space for people whether it be through art as the vessel or food. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Just changing the world one person at a time. Thanks. (laughs) Get affordable and, you know, she's just educating people how to eat better in their life. Right. Just trying to grow beautiful humans. I don't know. It's all in a day's work. (laughs) Way to make fun of me, guys. (laughs) No. I'm like, bitch, you're like superpowers are art and food. Like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. We need you for real. Um, Well, I thank you for sharing that because one, like I grew up with you. And I say that like in my mid twenties, like probably like one of the most fundamentally 
profound growing eras of my life were done alongside you with you as a friend in New York. And having your friendship through food was like, oh, I remember you would come over to my house and I'd be like, I don't got nothing to eat. You would look in the fridge and you just like, bitch, you would just whip some shit up. And I'd be like, oh my God, what? Or we go over to your house. Like you've always just been so very generous with with how you love people through food. And seeing that grow into this, your art, but also seeing it grow into how you want to create and sustain communities through education, but also through nourishment with a grocery store. For me, like, I think that's just so dope. And it seems like the, just the natural evolution of your relationship to something that is just so fundamentally of nature, of this earth, you know? So I appreciate it. And, you know, it's not lost on me how impactful your commitment, just your love of, of like people and nourishing people is. So, yeah. Thank you for that. I um, I can be really hard on myself. So repeating, being a sounding board, like you have always been that friend who has taught me my worth or reminded me on moments where I'd feel worthless or make that up in my head. Um, so it's always nice to hear it again, especially from someone I, who knows me from when things are real tense. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we done grown. We done grown. <laughs> I'm always really appreciative. Like, yeah, like you, you know me. Like, so it feels good to hear that. Mm. Like, and I, I just work is worth something. Like, oh, it's been, it's been worth something. And then to see this, like when you moved to New Orleans to see how your art really grew. I mean, in the time that you've been there, hmm. which in the grand scheme of your life hasn't been that long, hmm. but I mean, your collages, Naila, like I, they're, they're insane. And the scale, in my mind, I saw you working on one and I was like, oh, but then when I saw it on a wall, I was like, oh, look yeah. at that. Yeah. That is work. It was so gorgeous. The last uh, show you did, um, I was just like, blown away so blown away it took a lot out of me physically I do remember just being like you're crazy and like this is mind you this is only like my fourth show and all of this kind of started once I moved here like I don't really have an art career in New York City not to saying that I couldn't have one but you know I was our head I went to all the different shows I never thought that I could be that person who'd be at the gallery or who could have my own art show. And all of it was made possible just by me, like being in this space now, being in this city and just really owning up to the talents that I have. Mm -hmm. Well, also Mm -hmm. like showing it, right? And sharing it and exploring that. And um, got to see her in action. And her exhibit was, oof. It kind of runs through my body and my spine. The topic of it was so mm. deep in, you know, in story of our lives, of, of people, you know, who lost their lives, um, like George Floyd. And I would like for her to talk about her piece because <laughs> um, she could better explain it. However, I got to experience and, and be in the environment and see her go at her craft in day in and day out. And Woo, 
it was the head the topic is heavy so I had to keep my distance at times I was like I want to go to sleep tonight but <laughs> it's it was truly admiring inspirational and empowering to see her just explore her her feelings about all these what's going on or what has happened that feels unjust and I'm just so proud. I'm I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, yeah, I've I that. grown with you all in my 20s and, you know, working at Hampton Chetney. So yeah, the three of us have been very us. close for a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a whole long list of people, but we're not going to go down the list. But there's a, <laughs> nah. There's like a little... We carry y'all with us. Right. <laughs> um, um, I just say that to say that, you know, like, it's, it, it's beautiful to see... Mm-hmm you know, she has to offer and explore mm-hmm. that alongside of me and her community. And I'm here physically and I see her community. They're alive and strong, solid for her and for us and for each other. And it's just so, it touches my heart so profoundly. Like, And Naila, if I just may add this, I'm like, I know it's all good and like we we don't need validation to make us feel you know our self-worth or value as people on this planet but we just want to love you and appreciate you and I hope you understand that these words like they're just they're all this praise and this gratitude for you is just coming out very naturally and it feels like what what I think V and I are being called to do like it is profound what you are doing the work that you're creating to speak of these times like these are time capsules. Mm. When people forget what the world was like mm. in 2020 for Black Americans, for women, for mothers, for people exploring and like navigating loneliness, you we have work like this to speak. We have work like this to share, to look back on and say, this was a person's story. This was a journey for someone. And this person was not alone in that journey. So it is not lost on us what you are doing and how impactful it is. So just want to say, I know you don't need this says this love and validation, but we just want to praise you. So lying, I do. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> don't even. And because y'all are my friends, it's so much easier for me to digest it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we're closer and you, again, you've seen me we've seen each other at a, at a, at some really rocky bottoms and gone through some yeah. wild transformations. So when I hear you guys say it, I know that it comes from a place of genuine, like, awe. like it feels mm-hmm. more solid for me. Not to say that I don't accept it from anybody else, but I'm like, can nobody like everyone will love you when you were shiny penny, but when you was in the mud, wasn't nobody checking for you. So so that's why I'm just always really appreciative when y'all do tell me that I'm like that I'm getting like I'm getting better that I'm improving that I'm growing and it's being felt yeah my art it's it's weird it just came out of it's not gonna it's not weird it didn't come out of nowhere I need to I really hate the English language and I hate my safety words weird is a safety word for me so I'm gonna stop saying it I it grew out of me moving here and just exploring all those feelings myself and I just wanted to know how others felt and that's literally 
how it kind of happens. But my, I've kind of done that my whole life, like be this little sociologist. Like sometimes I want to see if what this person is experiencing, not that it's not real, but I like to experience it myself or include others in on the experience while I try to figure it out. And that's literally how all this happened. That in a in a fair, an art fair that was happening in New Orleans that just happened to let me in. And I sent in my application at 10.55 and it was due at 11. <laughs> and it was 10.55 on the extension. So it was like, dang, girl, you really just slid this in here. And they just took a chance on me. So, and I have to be really thankful of that because I was surrounded by other people who had been doing this for years and I got a whole room to myself to explore like that was the crazy part I got an entire room just to so y'all know what I'm talking about I got into this thing called the lucky art fair which was a contemporary arts fair that took over a not an abandoned hotel but a hotel that was being on pause for being um refurbished so essentially it was we were all to have our own room and people would go into the space Last minute, it switched to another space, but I was still able to secure a room. And so each room had a different theme or a different art project or, or a different like installation in it. So it was it was really beautiful that I got my entire room, especially the subject that I had explored, which was like single moms and mental health. And that kind of like started everything. And boy, when I tell you, you think the collage I made that time, the one you saw is big. That one had more detail. I'm not going to tell you that one you saw in my latest show had way more detail. But the one at Lucky Art Fair was literally like two walls of a room, like two walls in a room full of just like information and figures. And it was it was also another intense time. And I'm glad that it was like it popped my cherry, so to speak, into the art world. But it was interactive. And even this one was. Like, your latest work was interactive. But there was an element of, like, okay, this this piece isn't finished until you until the participant or the viewer also creates with you, you know? And you had, like, a notebook, right, that people could write in. So I always tend to have an element to which that people can, again, participate with me as I explore this thing. So in Lucky Art Fair, I had a different theme every day. So like one day, we're just going to be personal because those who were there were there and they experienced it with me. But at the time, I was going through a fight with my dad. I wasn't talking to him. Um, he had violated me in a way that he had never in our relationship, in our 30-year relationship with um, daughter and father and I had some really 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 complicated feelings wrapped around it and so I created like this makeshift collage of him that was like half on a mirror and like half of it was covered with his pictures just various pictures that I had of him and like poems and stuff that he's ever I'm lying let me remember I'm not lying I just did not remember it was a photo of him and it was my parents wedding vows just like mm. and it was a um, a mirror at the top where I could see my reflection and then it was like a bunch of fake blood just splashed around it the representation it for me was this idea it was like here's this thing here's this man that created me out of this space like my him and my parents exchanged these vows that day created a life that is me and I'm a reflection of him mm. and the one thing that we share is blood mm. but also the interaction that we had that made me not talked to him was my father physically assaulted me so it ended up bleeding and now I like had a scar on my face so it was like this person who created me who said these vows and we share this blood then spilt my blood 
So it was just a lot. Like I was exploring just those ideas and wanted to share it with people. So one night I just like set that up and had everyone come in and um, write about people they wanted to forgive. I was asking people, I was like, how would you forgive someone? And so I had like these pieces of paper and like you could either write it or you could sit there and talk to me. And so I had a mix of both. I had people who wrote things. And then I had these two young ladies who like started talking. And it's funny when they came in, I'm glad that I was there. I was a facilitator, but they had this moment where they both had a very similar story of both of their fathers had secret families and both of them found out. And so these two girls were like in my room talking about this together and they had never met, didn't know each other. And it was really beautiful that I could be, again, create the space for that to even happen, for that conversation, for that connection. Mm. And most of my art is that. It's I want people to feel the human connection. Like, we are so much Mm. closer to each other than we ever really give credit to. And so each time I do it, I escalate it. Um, the, The Lonely Shrine was one, too. I was exploring topics of loneliness because, you know, I'm a single mom and, like, you know, I haven't had, like, a I haven't had a steady partner that I was really re- respected and appreciated in a long time. So I was going through something. I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm a bad bitch. Like, I'm an artist. I do this. Like, I got a good credit score. Like, and I was, like, really <laughs> smelling myself. And I was like, well, what's the problem? Like, you know? <laughs> so I created this show based off of me, like, figuring this out. Like, well, what what is, am I okay with this loneliness? Like, you know? I'm not an only child, but I was the youngest and my sister's 10 years older than me. So I did spend a lot of my childhood in my room alone, Mm. like just by myself and like just creating weird things by myself and like, you know, singing and shit and like just doing and like exploring my house and like, you know, because my sister was like 18. She didn't care about this little 10 year old thing like bothering her. She's like, get out of my face. Like, you know, (laughs) so... It was like, I was kind of like an only child in that sense where I had to do a lot of things. So loneliness has always been a a steady um, part of my life. And I just, I was exploring my relationship to it, whether if I was still unhappy with it, if it still triggered me to feel a way about it. And so I asked the public again, I went to peers and I was just like, am I hugging? Like, you know, like, is it just me? And that was a beautiful night too, because I just had these people sit at this shrine that I had decorated, like full of flowers and stuff like that, and like pillows and like candles. And I kind of made it like a little cubbyhole so people felt private and were actually alone in the space that was shared with everybody. I was very conscious of this idea where I wanted them to feel by themselves in this space where there was a bunch of people walking around. And just had them write me letters about what loneliness meant to them. And then this last one was more just about reverse racism as a concept, an actual concept, not this crap that we keep being like, you're being racist. Like, I really wanted to see white people suffering the way that we have as people at the hands of people who look like us. And if that would stir any emotion for me as a person, or if that would even stir any emotion from a white person. So one of the main parts of my... um, project was this video that I did, this retelling of the George Floyd assassination, essentially. And it is, I was very specific about the people that I even wanted in it. Like, so the George Floyd is like, he's this very, like, butch, feminine, white, queer man. 
like he even has like a nose ring he's like very soft like very delicate features like blondish hair like that kind of idea and then the cop arresting him with this tall striking very like I don't I hate doing this to black people but very strong black features very strong African features like beautiful cheekbones like full lips like and he's like six four and he has like locks and he's like slim and like so I made sure that they're like even just their bodies were just very abstract and so people could just see because for me it was like watching this interaction of this like what we what society's trying to protect like society's always been about protecting delicate whiteness and like here's this really tall black guy like beating the crap out this man in new orleans on like a main street like (laughs) (laughs) while we were recording this and they executed it so well shout out to all the guys who made that happen for me at some point, I wasn't even directing my own fucking video. Like, they totally had just took over. Their energy was, like, really about doing it. That at some point, I, I was just sitting back making sure nobody was bleeding, that they wasn't getting run over, like, just trying to get, like, behind-the-scenes photos and stuff. Because the piece and what it signified and just, like, the overall energy of it was just so strong that it was able to, like, carry into the people that were, like, helping me create this with with ease. And I hate mm. to feel like I'm a puppet master, but I pick people very specifically for very specific reasons because I just know what kind of energy they'll bring to things. And I know that they'll really fully see the vision or they'll see the vision the way that I'm ex- anticipating for it to be. Like, um pretty good with my intuition as far as that and I'm not gonna lie it's like people walk into my room and they love it they love that and they love the piece that you love the big one <laughs> they love that piece my favorite piece is the naked people but we'll talk we'll talk about the naked people later <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like that's everything you exude in the passion of your art even down to the detail of how you wanted it to be presented and like Naima said because I I was a witness to the process of this there was a moment where the photographer the videographer and Naila were in the same room and I'm in a, I'm in the room next to them and I'm listening in and I totally forgot that this was acting I was like oh my god someone's getting hurt in my mind, I'm like, someone's getting hurt. And it, 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 it's, it, the sounds of it just, also, it just cringed, you know, up my spine. Like, I just cringe when I hear it or see it. There were moments that I literally had to, I knew they were working at this beautiful craft, but I'm like, I can't listen anymore. I want to go to sleep, you know? And that just showed, it really embodied the power, like the, the power of it, the truth in it too, the yeah. Truth in it, and to watch this video and it be reversed that these black officers were arresting this white man, it was very intense. It was very, it was drawn out so well and believable that she said, even she expressed to me several times when she was out doing this I cried people yeah we cried and people were stopping and watching and and like like there was a few bystanders you know and it was just like wow on the first take I cried I could I was just like 
holy shit, what did I just do? Like, like, like what just happened? Like, cause for, it was so believable. I, I was like in tears. Thank God I had some glasses on. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and hard to create, yeah. you know, but, mm-hmm. but like I said, this is, these are, you know, these aren't moments that are created from, you know, there's a lot of joy in the world to be had right now, but shit is, it is like next level horrific right now on so many levels to be a human, let alone a black human in America, let alone a woman, a black woman. Like there are so many facets of our being that just right now are caught up in this American narrative that are scary, that are, are, it's not safe, you know? And so to create work that speaks to that, you know? I know some people feel like art should just be whatever it wants to be. You know, I'm of the mind that honestly, I want to be moved. Mm. I want to feel myself, you know, uh, uh, the the primacy of being alive. I want to feel that in work, you know? And I think that that's something that you're really, that you're, just like amazing at and it's it's only getting stronger every mm. uh, show that you do is it's just your language your your voice you know uh and the fact that you can do what like you create art through different mediums which is like fucking yeah. you know <laughs> i'm like you're painting you're collaging right. you know you're making movies right. um <laughs> you know it, it's really found objects like it's really phenomenal. So, you know, again, just praise to you and we appreciate the work you're doing. It's dope. Um, are you working on anything right now? Is there anything coming up that we can just like quickly shout out or? At the moment, I'm working on more food justice work. So I'm starting this community garden in the back of, a, in the, back of the art studio that I have a space in um, called 912 Julia. Um, I like 912 because she's kind of like the renegade of the art studio so like the rest of the sheet is like trying to initiate for them but they kind of like this like New Orleans version of like the art district like it's their version of it like of the hoity-toity like Sotheby's and like shit like that like that's what they're trying to give but 912 is like at the end and like and it's just like it's for everybody it's for the community and I like that that's my choice as my space because it feels more comforting to me. Those are my people. Like, and so that's what I've been working on is starting this garden in the back of there. Um, the purpose of the garden, again, is to sell food or like grow food. What can I speak English? Grow food for the unhoused. But also one thing that I've been wanting to play with is, and it's one of my favorite art, art exhibits in the world. And of course it's at the Brooklyn Museum. Blah, blah. Um, it's the the dinner table. Has anyone ever seen mm, the dinner table? Yeah, Judy Chicago? Huh? Is that Judy Chicago? Well, the dinner table is that huge exhibit in Brooklyn Museum. There is just that triangle table, and it's a whole bunch of feminine artists, and they each plate is like a pussy. It's like their, their iteration of a pussy. But the thing that I loved about that is that it was a dinner table. Like, these artists created these, this placement or these place settings within their art whatever their medium was on this huge table 
And so I wanted to play with the idea of having a community back garden back there, as well as hosting artist dinners where artists would come in and create these elaborate like table settings for people to like eat off of and utilize that money to push again back into feeding the community and like growing. So that's the way I'm going to use that space. Mm. Um, and then of course I've been playing around with this idea because I didn't get into prospects and I was really pissed about it mainly because of what they said. So prospect NOLA is this art festival. Yeah. It's like an art festival. Um, that happens once a year. Um, it has pretty big notoriety. It's like one of the bigger art festivals. I want to say it's like their fake version of like Art Basel or whatever, but that's the way, that's the energy they've been giving off. But they've gotten a lot of flack for being very anti-Black and not having enough Black people in their organization. So this was the years that supposedly they had more people, like Black people behind the scenes facilitating this. And yet me and my friends, which were three Black people, didn't get in because apparently we sounded like white hipsters. That was their excuse. With the blackest names ever. Like, Nyla sounds hella black to me. My other friend's name is Ute. Taylor. I mean, Taylor is ambiguous, but I'm like, this sounds hella black to me. And what we were doing was, so I was like, this don't make no sense. So I wanted to do this really crazy gorilla, like, um, pop-up art show in front of all their establishments hating on them. But we'll see if we have the energy to <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let that ambush just roll out. It will be very professional and very, like, you know me, I'm very, like, attention to detail, but it will be a pop-up on some, mm, you wouldn't let me in, but I'm outside. What? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of energy. A, take, a takeover of sorts. Essentially. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad we got to talk about, like, you know, the things that like are really growing you and feeding you and nourishing you through your, your art and the the work you're doing and you want to be doing um, in the world, uh, which I think is super important. We have a topic for today, which it's funny because even as we're talking, we're kind of, kind of brushing up against these, the topic that we're, uh, intention of our conversation today, which is integrity. And so I wanted to just ask y'all like, and this came out of a conversation, first of all, that V and I had the other day. It was born out of this idea of like lying to ourselves right. or lying to others, you know, and not being able to just claim space naturally and authentically in a way that feels like true to us, right? And so I want to just quickly ask y'all, what what does uh, uh, integrity bring up for you? Like, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like to you? When I think of integrity, well, at first I was like, what the fuck? Integrity. So I just show up in my word, right? I just, like, I say something, I do it, right? It's easy. I don't often show up with my integrity, with integrity. And I lie a lot about what my truth is in that. And when you and I were exploring this word, I was trying so hard to avoid it. (laughs) I was trying so hard to like, oh, no, because then I do work. I got to show up. I got to be honest. I don't want to, you know, but getting over that and letting and letting that, you know, just 
just choosing not to stay in it. So it sounds like integrity for you is like showing up for yourself or like being of your word. Like that's what I'm hearing. Like Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely of showing up for myself and being of my word. Naila, what what about you? Like what does integrity bring up for you? Like Um As I was That's funny. I'm going to say this and then I'll give it, I'm going to say a really quick sentence and then I'm going to get my definition. I feel like um, my ego has always been tethered to my integrity. I get that. I, I hear that strongly for myself. And yeah. I think for me, integrity for me is kind of like, it's like kind of like the alchemist. It's like the fire, the earth, the water all working together as one to be kind of like your spirit or your soul or the life force. In a certain way, it takes everything that you've thought about, spoken about, and any kind of action you want, and it shows up for you fully. Mm. And the only thing that I've ever thought about is when integrity is it's the only thing that bothers me about it is who is it for? Right. Mm. Everyone's integrity is different. So I may show up in this space, and that's why I say it's tied to my ego, because I may come to this space coming fully, feeling with integrity and someone else will still see me as foul you know what I'm saying mm. so it's just yeah. I think lately I've been trying to navigate like well who the hell is my integrity for mm. that's a really good question yeah it is I think when I, I think about integrity it's like one of the words I remember being at a workshop and that whole thing of am I a woman of my word came up and I was like, so I feel you on that B. Like that for me was like, ooh, I just be out in these streets lying about what I'm gonna do. Word. I be promising the world. I'm a liar. Raise your hand. I'm a liar. Yeah. I mean, straight up. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brianna. I'm a liar. Um, <laughs> you know, like I realized that I overpromise, I overcommit. I'm like this person that just wants to be spread so fucking thin. And so another word that comes up for me is accountability. Right. And these are the words that like make integrity sound excruciating and like I don't want no part of acknowledging any of it. Right. right. <laughs> like real talk. So you know all day. <laughs> but it's funny, like as me and I were talking the other day, like it, this was born out of how, you know, even um in uh Bell Hooks's book, All About Love, she has a whole chapter on lying. Yeah. You know, and at the core of it for me is this absence of authentic acknowledgement of truth and of love, you know, that there's so much fear, you know, embedded in things that we skirt the truth. We skirt authenticity, which is an an acknowledgement of acceptance and love in a way that we end up lying and doing a lot of harm, you know, thereby not being authentic and living without integrity. So I just wanted to check in with our definitions, you know what I mean? Which is so interesting that, you know, each of us have these different working, but kind of very like, you know, I love the idea that, or the question, I love the question, who is integrity for, you know? Um, The thought that it's like alchemy, you know, all these parts of me kind of melding together uh, as some form of expression, you know? Um, or that our ego is tethered to it. I mean, those are just like my mind right now. So I want to get into it a little bit 
um, I want to ask in this moment, right? Do y'all feel like the communities, our familial communities, our friend communities, like our close circles of support, do you feel like you can show up as yourself, full authenticity, um, and be accepted and be acknowledged and be heard? And then kind of like as a way of working through your integrity, showing up in self-honesty, you know, like, do you feel like that's possible for y'all? Does that make sense? Yeah, I heard you loud and clear. It's funny that this is the question because, I mean, I'll just, I'll just, I, I've had discussion, this discussion with Vanessa before about my uncomfortability sometimes in New Orleans and whether I feel like I'm actually really part of a community. And I say this very lightly because I don't want anyone who loves me and supports me in this space think that I'm disavowing them. But, um, Sorry, I have been questioning whether I feel fully supported here, whether I can be my true, authentic self here. Um, a lot of it has to do with like being from New York City and then coming into this space, which is slower, which has more, there is more space, there's more, it's just the rhythm is different here. So you're allowed to act and be differently here. And so I wasn't feeling like I was being my full, like I felt like my integrity was shaky. I feel like the last year to my integrity has been shaky because I can't have quite figure out how to merge. I want to say two beings, but it's not really two beings. It's, it's still me. Like it's still who I am. It's still, but I've been having a very difficult time with understanding what that scene feels like. Um, but I definitely can say that there are people here and in New York that definitely know my integrity, know who I am. I feel fully naked and seen and understood by them. Um, mm. I can laugh my loudest laugh. I can snort. I can fart in front of them. Like, I feel fully, like, I know that those are weird little things, but, like, I can no. be a full human little being and I'm like you know I don't go into everybody's house and cook them meals but I did that with you because I love you and I feel seen by you you know what I'm saying some people mm-hmm. know how to cook I know how to cook like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it just some people have never tasted my cooking ever and I cook a lot like I bake it all kinds of things but it's just integrity has always been for me this way of like do I reveal this layer to you do you deserve mm-hmm. like you know and People may think, again, it's like people may think I move foul, but I give back the same energy people give me. So if I don't feel safe, then yeah, I'm going to lie. Yeah, I'm going to move things around because I don't feel safe to be seen with you. Mm-hmm. I get that. Even just like understanding that sometimes, you know, and maybe it's not our integrity being compromised in those moments. Maybe it's more of like our integrity has shifted into a safety mode where like because I can't feel safe around you because there are red flags all around you and I'm protecting my energy right now I have to conserve this I cannot be authentic with you or maybe my authenticity is walking the fuck away and just dead in this completely you know what I mean right I hear that so maybe there is no lack of integrity there 
You know what I mean? Unless we start lying about shit and start saying a whole lot of yeses when we mean no's, you know, which is my go-to. I'm just like, I'll do it. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and I really just don't want to. But um, I think that's a, that's an, an interesting avenue or a door to like to open into what integrity can look like, especially in relating to other people. You know, because I, I often feel like the, the integrity that I have for myself sometimes is lacking because I want so much to belong. And there's honestly less of that now in my life than there was like, say, you know, in New York. Right. Um, you know, um, and honestly, through our friend group, I got to explore what that the what self-honesty and the expression of my authenticity in the world could actually look like. It took many, many years, therapy, you know, workshops, all this shit. And then just like true, truly, truly being there in front of this group of people that y'all were a part of for me to understand that, oh, people will still love me. There are people who will still accept me if I don't know the answers to questions, if I don't, if I say words incorrectly, if I just don't have anything to offer, if I can't pay for something, like there are people who still will show up, open arms, and I'm still enough for them. And that was really valuable to see. And I'm great, so, so grateful. And I also had a little bit of that in New Zealand, which is so strange because I was there for a year. I met these people, but they were just so immediately just like, I see you just a handful of people who I even keep in touch with today. And it's just so much love and acknowledgement of who I am and who I've been, you know? So I'm just really grateful for that time in, in history. I wanted to ask y'all, I know I'm not a parent. Um, I am to a cat. <laughs> She's feisty. But, uh, you know, as parents, I wonder how integrity shows up in your relationship with your kids. Because even with my nephew, I mean, sometimes I find myself lying to him because I know he's right. And I don't want to seem small in his eyes, which is so weird, you know. And so I'm not always a great aunt because, you know, my integrity, sometimes it's, it's hard for me to really, you know, acknowledge when I'm wrong or... Um, give him the space to just call me out if that's the truth of the matter, you know, um, because my feelings get real hurt. For some reason, 10-year-olds know how to get in there and just fuck your shit up. Um, <laughs> real talk. You know, so, I want, so I want to talk to y'all, like, as parents, uh, is there, do y'all notice your integrity showing up very differently? Like, how honest you are with your kids? Um, or like, even when you misstep with them, like, are you able to connect to your honesty about who you are as a human with them? Damn. No. Um, I, this is like, it's a, always a heavy topic to like expose and share that part, but it's, it's hard. Cause like, I, I try really hard now to like, come back to my daughter and like look that shit was not yours that shit was mine we're gonna try this shit again and you know and I listen in and I listen to what who, who she's trying to she could, not trying what who she's exploring to be 
and that's a reminder that I've like con like I'm or it becomes like a mantra in my mind where I'm just saying it over and over again. She's exploring. I'm exploring. I'm 35 and I'm still exploring. You know, who am I to try to dim that light for her? And you know, I'm I'm a human being, I'm gonna fuck up. And I I, I think that's something to also come back to is like, I'm not gonna always know how to do this. Um, my integrity within my experience and my connection with my daughter, I, I, I often remind myself that she is just a child. She is literally just a child. I don't have to throw all my shit onto her. Um, I don't need to, and she doesn't need for me to impose her life with who I think she needs to be or try to protect her into this thing like, oh, I know what life is like. I know what life is going to be like for you. So don't do these things. I don't know what life is going to be for her. You know, and I get reminded with not showing up with my integrity and my truth. And not being honest when I'm when I'm in front of her, as embarrassing as it could feel, or shame as it could be, would be. I will say that in the earlier years with me and Leah, I was not the kindest at being able to admit when I was wrong. And I was very much angry about things and had taken them out on her. But I don't know when the transition happened. One day, I just thought to myself, and I don't know, I really don't know what happened. I don't know what the changing moment was. But I realized that I am raising my child for the world and not for myself. And I mm-hmm. a lot when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, it's my mantra when it comes to her. Because I'm just like, it makes, whenever, I, it's the way I communicate with her now. Like, I don't really hide much of anything from my daughter anymore. At a point in time, I felt like, dang, she's too young to really be like, you know. But I, I thought to myself, I was like, I would much rather my daughter see me fuck up, see, know that I smoke weed, know that I get drunk. Because she's instead going to get this information from watching TV instead of fully seeing me be a full human being. And I would much rather her see me be a full human being than let some misguided person outside my home teach my daughter what it's like to be a full human being. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. at some point, I've developed this way of just being really open with her. And just like, there are times where I'm like, you need my business to go. Like, this might be a little too wrong. But I at least let her know, like, you need to go chill out. Like, I'm very, very communicative. Or if I'm not feeling good, like, there's days when I'm feeling depressed. And I'm like, mama, it's not you, but I need you to just, like, give me a couple of hours of space. Like, I'm I'm not afraid of being vulnerable in front of her anymore. So I feel like it's helping. Mm-hmm. It's helping to strengthen my own integrity. Like, it's helping me strengthen that. It's helping her build her own core as a person. Because she's she's so sweet because of it, like you know, it's she's so compassionate because of it, and I know that they, you know, she is a child. She has child tendencies, but 
I also know she's a human first. Mm-hmm. So I try to really, really, really give her that respect and that liberty. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Because, I mean, seeing y'all both as mothers over the years, like, and seeing your kids just grow up and their their own little personalities, like, it's really amazing to see how vibrant and, like, like just joyous and, I don't know, like, uh, Leah has this, like, kinetic energy. It's, like, so, like, bubbling, you know, and it's very easy, trans- easy to transfer onto another person that uplifts them. And Zoe has this depth which is just so fit. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to someone twice her age. Right. You know what I mean? And and I see those as elements of both of y'all, which is so interesting. I can't possibly understand what it's like to raise another human being, you know, let alone to think of raising them for the world. I can't even imagine that. You know, I worry about kitty litter and fucking cat treats. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all are, y'all are, are young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all are honing and shaping and supporting full humans. And so I imagine that that whole thing of your ego being tethered to what integrity looks like, you know, accountability, showing up for your kids or for yourself, being honest, being able to forgive or admit things that you're not doing in your best light, like, I think that's so, it's so beautiful to see y'all do it in ways that are like, I'm a human being too. I'm a mother, but I'm a human being too. And I want you to see that as your mother, but as another person, I want you to see that. Yeah. Like, I don't know that my parents felt that they could do that. You know, and the truth is, I don't, I know that they didn't think they could do that because in our conversations now, it's like, there's so much that I'm finding out for like the first time about them as humans and as just people in and of them themselves, not as parents that I'm just like, wow, you've, you've held this for 36 years, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I just, I commend that in y'all as parents and as people, you know, the education that you're trying to give your kids is beyond what they could learn at school. It's beyond what they'll see on TV and what they're going to learn in within our wider society. This is the stuff of, humanity you know so i just want to remind my daughter that she's being seen she is Mm -hmm. like i see her Mm -hmm. and that it does remind me of my integrity and it's you know it, it kind of like brings me to just choosing to be honest with her because it's for my child because I sometimes feel indebted that, you know, she doesn't owe me anything, but I owe her everything. You know, and when I say that to say everything, like what life truly is for me, it's the shifting. It's this, it looks crazy sometimes. It hurts it. And I don't, want to hide it from her because I think it would be doing her a disservice pretending everything away pretending that I don't have these emotions I don't cry and all my all my only two emotions is happy and angry 
you know. Or that you can't ask for forgiveness. Or you know what I mean? I ask for forgiveness for my own child or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had to acknowledge a lot of privileges in my background lately. Mm. And I want to say that I'm very blessed to have the parents that I have. Because I don't know if I'd be the way I am. Like, my parents were fucking weird, man. Like, I think also because of what age they were in life. Like, my parents were in their 40s while they were raising me. So, so much of their world was, like, they had lived so much of their life already. They had gone through so much of the gook. And I've seen my parents as some really ugly fucked up moments and situations where most parents of that era would be shocked like that they were exposing me to this but I'm really thankful this just gave me a thankful moment like I'm thankful because I don't know like they kind of lay down the blueprint for me to be able to do that for my own child Mm. and I don't know if I would have found that without them. I don't know. I don't know what life would have, how my life would have flowed for me to be this, for me to be this free as a person and hand that to Leah as well. Like, they of course were traumatic moments at times. Like, my dad told me at 18 years old that he never wanted children, that he didn't want me when he found out that my mom was pregnant with me. You know, most people would be like, well, I'm going to be mad and pissed and never talk to my dad. But I was just like, you know what? He's human. Mm-hmm. I can't be mad at this. That's how he felt. I'm here. So it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm my flesh and blood, brains and eyes and cells are here. But that's how he felt because he knew that the human who he was at that point could not sustain or he didn't feel like he was man enough for the job. And that's what he says. Like he wasn't financially together. He didn't feel like he had it all. Like he did not want to bring another person into the the world without feeling settled. But I was so thankful that he could be that seen by me and that transparent with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my mother, she's very similar to in her own ways, like of her own. Like she's a little bit more like, I'm going to try to keep stuff surface level, but then she'll explode. So it's like, you know, but she also was one of those people or she was one of those people who encouraged me to consistently like, oh, you want to be a painter this week? Well, let's go put you in some paint classes. Right. Speak your truth. Right. <laughs> like, oh, you want to yes. be a ballerina? Well, let's go. Let's go. Oh, you want to dance? Let's go to the stock hop. My mom definitely never squashed my curiosity. She always just allowed it to do whatever it needed to do at whatever expense. And I appreciate that. Like that's a level of comfortability within yourself and your child for you to be that like again, like she's real tethered together. Like let me just you know, she's she's human. She ain't perfect. But I'm I'm thankful to this is a thankful moment. I'm thankful to both of them because they definitely gave me a blueprint. I'm curious, like, say if we're looking at integrity, this idea of, like, how we're growing ourselves through honesty, accountability, through, you know, just full expression. If we're looking at integrity as a practice, right? Because I don't don't think it's something you just get and then you're it. 
you right. know, you're living through yeah. integrity. Exactly. I think it's, it's, yeah, right. It's a practice. It's like um, a stick of bubble gum. Just pop it in your mouth. Just yeah, exactly. But then you got to spit it out and you got to get a new piece because that shit got old real quick. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, how are y'all embedding integrity, this authenticity, this realness in your your work and in your relationships? You know, like we know that sometimes it's not so easy to find in our wider communities. Like, you know, I feel right now my community feels really small, at least my community of support. And I'm grateful because it's with women like y'all. It's with people like y'all who are have the space for like my like who I want to be and full expression of that. But it's harder for me to express that in my job. It's really, really hard for me to show up and hold myself accountable. I'm so hard on myself at work. Mm -hmm. If I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it, like I'm beating myself down, you know, because I, it makes me look a certain way, quote unquote. So I just wonder like, how do y'all embed that sense of honesty and realness in the work that you do? And we kind of heard a little bit about it uh, through your art, uh, Maggie Lynn, through your food expression. Um, But if there's anything else y'all want to add to that, uh, V as well. Um, (laughs) And if y'all need me to ask that again, because that was a long ass question. No, no, no. It was just a heavy question. And to be honest with I'm you, sorry. It, well, it's in sync with what's happening with me energetically right now. So that side was like a Lord Jesus. Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to say this in English words? You know, American words ain't got enough words in it. <laughs> it got no feeling. Y'all, there's nothing mm. behind them words. Um, so this is why I specifically said their mind is tethered to my ego because when people question my integrity, I get very frustrated. When people don't think I'm coming at them with anything other than the intention I have or the good intention I am, I feel bothered. But I also know it's a transparency thing. It's whether they see me and people have the again, people have their own integrity, you know, they have their own defenses. So I get really frustrated when I come to this person and I'm feeling like open and I'm feeling like, like the door's open. I'm feeling, I don't even use the word seen anymore. I'm just like, I'm being in essence and I'm just trying to have them inhale me and like just fully experience me as a person. And they be like, nah, you ain't really like that. I'm like, wait, what? what? Like it's an insult. And then on the other hand, I have people who off rip, like you said, you I meet them and they're my community and they're like, Oh yeah, girl, I got you. I figured that we just like they figure it out so easily. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because in those times when they they catch me easily, I'm like, is this real? Am I falling in love too fast? And I don't mean it in this <laughs> like because I can love everyone. Don't get it to say I love my friends. I love lovers. I'm I'm a lover. Like you don't. We don't got to be together. We don't have to make out. We don't have to have any kind of sexual. It doesn't have to. I love people. I love them. I meet people and I'm like, damn, I love you. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> We've been talking five minutes, <laughs> but I love you, and I just know I already do. Like it's crazy. But there's people I meet like that, and I'm just like, I don't question that. Them my integrity being understood by them. I don't know if it's a thing where 
they are open and they also are on a journey of where they're being consistently checking in with who they are and their essence as a person. Um, but it's very much, and lately I've been questioning it because I've just been like, am I, I, I used to think like I was the weirdest person in the world, like as a kid growing up, because so many of these feelings I have now as a 34 year old woman, I felt so many of the foundation of them then. And it's just, it's, it's why I'm consistent with the work that I do and how I express myself. Because I don't ever want to feel like that little 10 year old girl who felt ignored and, or like she was weird or whatever people said about me behind my back or however they felt when they came across me as a person. So I don't know. My integrity is definitely just, it is linked to my ego. I feel insulted when people don't really see that I move, how I move and why I move. I may not be Mm -hmm. the best communicator is one thing I have learned is sometimes I will shut down. Like I will shut down if I don't feel seen. I'll just stop talking. Like I'll just give you pleasantries you won't really get the full me I'll do some real passive aggressive shit and it may seem like I'm lying it may seem like I'm false in those moments but it just feels like if I don't feel seen then I don't now as I'm interacting with you as a person I don't even know how to and you already know me like we've worked together you know like now it was 100% all the time and like you know like I've gone to jobs and just be like nah I'm not doing this like you know yeah no for real (laughs) You know, or they be like, I just, I don't really know too well how to fake certain funks. I'm not going to say I don't know how to fake the funk because I definitely, if I need to turn that on real quick, it will turn on. But there's certain things I just be like, nah, I ain't flying for this today. We're going to argue about this. We can just argue because it's just who I am as a core needs to be seen and felt in any space that I inhabit. Because I don't want you misconstruing it for anything else. And to circle back to my thought about me specifically feeling that a lot energetically, I'm going through a shift because I'm feeling a lot like as far as like my family and stuff like that, like things that are going on with my family that I'm concerned about. And I think in my time in my life, I just don't have people, I don't have the space in me anymore for people to question my authenticity as a person anymore. I think that that part, I'm trying to not let it be short. I'm trying to grow patience with that. But it's so hard because coming to New Orleans, I've had to start all over again. And it took so long to find people who really, 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 again, could feel me as a person. I have to start again. It just Mm -hmm. felt so like, and I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to find new ways of being patient. I'm still trying to find new ways of like, showing people and showing up for people and knowing the look this is who I am I'm here sometimes I feel like I'm proving myself too much to people so but I've done so much work to be content so it's just been a lot energetically and I'm glad that that was the question because you know that's how it's been shaping up for me it's been a little tied to my ego and trying to make sure again that they feel my essence like they feel it And I think it's necessary. Like one thing that like, you know, I'm trying to be in the practice of, I'm not every day because my shit just, my shit takes over sometimes. And I'm like, fuck that full blown meltdown right now, whatever. But, you know, when I'm in my clearest and most aware, 
I find that my authenticity, my realness, this thing in me that says full expression, this is Brianna right now, I don't think. There's not a thought in my head questioning what I'm doing. There's not any doubt. There's like a deep confidence of just being. And it's almost as if like the only person that matters in that moment is me and whoever is in front of me and connecting to that. You know, I, I remember, um, so I've been in this leadership role um, for about a year. And when I applied for the job, I had to, like, there's this whole thing that, you know, they do where you have to actually, they were like, oh, have you emailed people? I'm like, why well, I got to email people? People who work at different stores, different regions, and ask for advice. I'm like, why do we need to do that? It's an interview. I'm just going to prepare for the interview. They're like, no, 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 no. This is what you do. Like, people have to see you moving and shaking and whatever. And I was, I just thought it was the most idiotic thing. <laughs> Like, why though? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So other people see me doing this? <laughs> Whatever. So, right? So I talked to one person, just one. I was like, I'll talk to her. And her advice was cool. Like, she was like, be yourself. Like, she was like, just speak from the truth and be yourself. And that's what I needed to hear. You know, that's what I needed to hear. She's like, you have everything you need to show them who you are. So do that. And I was like, cool. So I went in that interview and I think I was wearing like tennis shoes and like <laughs> this big ass dress that looked like a trash bag on me, but I love oversized everything. And I remember all the questions and I was just like, fuck it. I went in there. I didn't even have my, we were supposed to have our resumes and okay, I'm not putting nobody on blast. So I just won't talk about that part. But um, I went in and I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't have it. Okay. So we just kept going. I was like, see, that really mattered. Um, and then- <laughs> We, we they started asking me all these questions and I'm like yo I love people I was like the reality is I care about people I care about connecting to people I was like I I don't come here to sell things I don't do this job to sell things to people people come in with a need I talk to them as a human being I we get to what it is that they came in here looking for and then we exist together as two people in this world and I'm like that's what I I do at this job I'm here to connect to people. And I I rode that motherfucking wave. I, you know, it was weird because I was just, I was being honest. I remember going in there, not, I didn't think of a single answer. I just spoke because it felt real and it felt honest. And it felt like if they know the person that they're hiring for this job, then they understand how I'm going to show up. The pressure that I put on a lot is self-induced. It's not because anyone is putting on me. That's the reality. But I remember that moment because I was like, oh, shit, I don't know that I got this job because I was just a little too much of myself in there, you know, but I felt great. I left in such a high that day. I mean, I felt amazing. And I got the job, which was cool, but it was just a moment. It was a practice. And I was like, Brie, you can be yourself. Yeah. In fact, when you are yourself, when you show up and you say, this is who I am. These are my values. This is how I'm going to self-express it actually tells people, it informs them how to be with you. Right. And if they if they can't figure that shit out, that's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? That's not on you, B. Like, right. that's their shit. And I've let, a, I've let a lot of my life be dictated by other people's, you know, when you ask that question, Ayla, like, who is my integrity for? My integrity has been for other people most of my life. It's been about showing up to look a certain way. 
showing up because someone's going to like me more because I do these things. Not because I feel true connection to myself or that I feel true acceptance, you know? And so in at this age, I'm so grateful that I have these moments that are just like so alive and so full and spacious because I'm like, damn, Bree, you are in the world as yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is a practice. But V, do you have, I do you want to share on this? I Please. do. I, it is a practice and, you know, showing, and it, it, you know, I heard when you were saying showing up in te- integrity for others, you know, it was this performance um, of who you thought you needed to be. And what I hear in that was like, you know, what you said earlier was the shifting where integrity just shifts. I don't, I, I'm like, I understand what it, what it means to show up in my integrity. Is that it? And for me, it's like, I'm acknowledging at this very moment as well. It's like, it's not, that's not me showing up in my integrity. I'm shifting this idea of what integrity looks like to appeal to someone else. You know, when this topic organically sprout about in our exploring of conversation, and intention. Um, a lot of it, a, a lot of it for me, in what we were sharing, is that am I showing up for myself? Am I? In the integrity is for me. Am I? Am I taking away? something that is that I'm deserving of that will empower me that would bring me to a, a place in my life that feels so free as you described in your journey of this interview or experience in this interview that's how I, I felt in these past two days it was like I just show up I'll just show up I have work to do I have to do wake up in the morning, do my meditation, and I have this, you know, um, commitment for the day. And I, I, won't, I won't think about it. So I'm going to use this moment to just show up and be of my word. And then if it, meant, it means that I got to push back something or also just show up and be of my word. Whatever comes up with it, whether it's like shame, embarrassment, whatever, but just show up in that. Show up in my word because that is the very thing that is going to strengthen me living a life that feels peace. It feels freeing. It feels love. It has compassion for myself. Because mm-hmm. I'm all about throwing a fucking parade and party and making it fancy for other people. Like, I'll, I'm, I'm all about the talents. I'm center stage. I have the choreo. What you want? I got it. Chef it up for you. But that's never felt empowering. It always makes me feel empty at the end of the day when I'm just, like, producing this thing for other people all the time. All the time. It's like... Mm-hmm. No. No. Say, I think about how you took on like 
helping your parents renovate their home as you were moving your entire life to New Orleans, right? And then how, <laughs> girl, and then at the end, you literally days before you were like splattered in paint, fixing doorknobs and backsplashing kitchens. And there was a moment you were like, I just can't do this anymore. Like I've done all that I can do. And for me, that was like, oh, that's, that's yes. integrity. V's like, I've done all that I can do. Yeah. I love y'all, but the rest is on you. Like, you know, and that's, there's something in that like honest admission to others. That's like, here's where my boundary is. I'm either going to cross it and deplete myself, or I'm going to express it with love also, and back the fuck up oh, and do sorry. what I need to do for myself. Also, you know? I'll and add I, to that, like, what no, go ahead, go ahead, please. also was strengthening for me, but very, in my past, very difficult for me to do, not only show up in my integrity to say, I need to back up, I need to stop. I literally could not put another knob on a cabinet. Um, was calling my brother and saying and asking for help and really telling him, like, I need you to finish this. I mm. need you to take this on. So that's, that's just something I wanted to share that really empowered me in the moment was also asking for help. Absolutely. Well, that's part of it, though, right? Like, that integrity involves a lot of communication at times, at least for me. It's like saying that I can't make a deadline, right? Sometimes I'll just let that deadline come and go and just ignore that whole shit and just be like, oh, that that happened? <laughs> you know, because to say that I can't do it right. seems like to say that I'm not enough. I failed once again. Here she goes again with this bullshit. You know, like to, to, to acknowledge that it's like to acknowledge that there's something wrong about me. And so there have been many times where I just ignore a problem. You know what I mean? And so... It's like also when Naila and I were dealing with debt, you know, and you, I saw you blaze through your debt like a fucking wizard, bitch. Like I was like, and the energy you had was like, no, I'm going to look at the debt. I'm going to see it the way that it is. I'm not going to skirt it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to lie about it. It is what it is. I think that actually empowered, at least this is what I make up about it, but that I feel like that empowered you to actually cancel that shit. Because you didn't deny it. You, you actually saw it the way that it was as it really was. And you didn't try to pretend oh, it away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no. I, mean, I don't know. But that's what I, I remember when we did the whole budget program. Like, you were so on your shit. And whether or not that's how you feel now, for me, as someone watching, you take your finances and be like, no, I'm going to find, I'm going to do with my money. I'm going to dictate what to, what my money is going to look like and not my money dictating me was really profound as your friend. You know, I couldn't do that. I didn't do that. But I it made a lot it made it meant a lot to see someone else say, "I'm going to be real about this thank, and I'm going to approach you. it." I don't so I don't, girl, she took that out. She was like, "You, know, you is gone. You, know, you out of here." So done. For me, just to explain that, like, financial legacies and literacy is it, it are like are a very finicky thing when it comes to people of color. 
So I think that was my mountain, like that I chose to just. That's the that was the hill that I was okay dying on. Like you know what I'm saying? There's that hill. You're like, well, at least you know, like I had tortured this hill. Like <laughs> it was just one of those moments. Right, right. Yeah, no, nah, a worthy, worthy. One. a worthy. Mouth, I, and to sure. this day, though, I still am very. I'm really good with my finances now. Like I'm like I have my moments where I slip up, but like still a practice for me it's still every day i gotta wake up and be like i don't want to be that broke bitch today like, but it's also you know, not perfect right that journey is not like oh, no, perfect. It's not. Yeah, i told you the other day i was like right. and again it's also a thing of being hard on myself like right. you know yeah, like, i beat myself up because you know what i'm beating myself up about right, right. now y'all because i owe 600 in credit cards that's it i'm like it's still not paid off like i still owe somebody buddy like, but it's know? still something. It's still something that is a debt to you because you owe it. Well, to me, it's it's to me, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I can. But at that that's time, my thing. <laughs> at that moment, it was a lot. Like, and also, if I remember correctly, I was on my journey to move in North. Like, mm-hmm. it started then. I was like, I can't move there with my credit looking like this, mm-hmm. and I ain't got no money and prospects too. Like, you know, so I was like, no, we gotta, like, we gotta take this shit back. <laughs> I think it takes a certain amount of, like, commitment, but also, like, really looking at yourself honestly and saying, I'm gonna hold myself accountable in some kind of way. I'm gonna spend this and not spend that. I'm gonna stop doing this behavior that's lending to this problem, you know, and, that's a really hard one for me. Money, like accountability around money is a very difficult tricky space. And it's because the money is super loaded for me. I know this, you know, even there are things I probably don't know about it, but um, it's a space also that I'm really exploring right now in an honest way, like looking at my debt and fi- figuring out a plan, you know, meeting with a friend of mine who's a financial advisor to just be like, okay, someone's going to know about my real monies. You know what I mean? Like what I owe, how I can pay it back. Like what are my options? And that's going to be really difficult to explore, but I'm, I'm excited to be on that journey that you were on, you know, because there's so much freedom at the end of it. And I know that because I felt it before. Can I just say thank you? Thank you for all the ways that y'all reminded me that integrity can show up because Again, I can be really hard on myself, and sometimes I don't give myself the benefit of the doubt of the times that I do show up for my folks, and the times that I show up for others mm-hmm. in authentic ways. Sometimes I feel like it's always still being questioned, or it could have been better, or like you know, I could have, I could have reacted this way. But I'm just really thankful. I'm thankful for y'all being my mirrors for real, because you know, I appreciate that. Mm. you dismiss so much power. You know, mm-hmm. for whom? Who yeah, this is a. Well, I appreciate that, and I echo that back because you know I think this is a very loving and compassionate and deep space to grow myself with, like with y'all in this place and like in our lives right now with what what all we've been through together and separately it's it's a blessing to know that i can say these things to y'all to y'all there are all these things that i'm just like what a gift to know that we are fully 
we're exploring what showing up in the world with integrity for ourselves is like. You know, it's a practice, obviously, every day. It's an attempt and it's a curiosity around it. But fuck, like, what a gift to know that someone hears it, someone sees it, and someone reflects it back, you know? And we choose it. Yeah. We choose it yeah. every single time. We choose it every single time. So I couldn't have a better up. chosen family. Real talk. Real talk. Beautiful work. I want to be. I've said this for years, and I pat myself on the back. Finally, my ego shut. But I'm like, I would like me and my friends are all the same person, just different frequencies. Like we're just because we're so similar in the ways that we want to move about the world and what we want the world to see and feel. We just have various ways of expressing it, or various ways that we like show it or hold on to it. Like we very much are different. We're, we're same energy, different frequencies. Like I receive that. Yes, thank you. I received that hella hard. Yeah. The mirroring of living in your truth. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful sight. Well, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. If there are any more thoughts or like, you know, if y'all, and maybe even this, like, is there something y'all want to invite into your lives or ask of the people in your lives? Like right now, if you could just be like, hey, people who love me, like, help me grow myself and my integrity, or help me grow myself. This is what I need of you. Like, what would y'all, y'all ask for? Uh, I would ask that, um, you know. So this is to people in Vanessa's life, if y'all love her, listen up, okay. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, just call me out when I'm not talking my truth, you know, in a way, and I, I, if I could shape it up a little bit, maybe check in with me and say, hey, is that really how you feel? Is that really what you're sitting with? Is that really what you're showing up with? Mm. What's going on? Because um, I don't know, I might be triggered if you be like, yo, you fucking acting up. What? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, just be a little sensitive a little bit, you know, move softly. <laughs> what about you, Naila? What do people in your life need to know about how they can help you grow and love you more? Listen to me. Mm. It's, it's tied to my integrity, but I'm a woman of my word about 99.0% of the time. So I get really hurt when people don't hear me when I'm speaking my truth to them and they're just like, mm. or if people just feel like whatever they're going through is so more important that they're not even like listening to me express myself. Like they're not even hearing me. They're just so ready to talk over me about whatever they want to talk about or whatever they want to relate to me about that sometimes I don't always just feel genuinely heard. Um, just listen to me. I have shit to say. God darn it. Like, you know, you know, I just, the proof, like, yes, I'm saying words to you, but my words generally match my actions. And if they don't, well, like when it's said, call my ass out. If that didn't match that day, be like, bitch, that didn't match. That was turquoise blue, and that's more like lilac to your point. Like, just say something. Like, you know, sometimes. But I, more than another, I just want people to like really listen and like really hear me. It's not even just listening; hear me. 
I will check in. I will check in. You do though. I'm telling you, the only reason why I didn't die during that art show was because you mentioned I ate. This was high and shit. I'm trying to get through days and not eating. I lost like eight pounds. I like <laughs> she literally walked food to you. She was like, that's I that's what I heard. I didn't even, no, I walked the she food around her nose so she could walk yeah. towards the food, towards the table so she could leave the room. I'd be like, she yeah, tried to just chop it off. She like, nah. Nah, come sit down. I'm like, oh, she tried to like have it brought to her, and where she was, I was like, no, you feel a little station. Come over here. Get out of that. I know what that. Yeah. Yeah. But I needed that. I needed someone to be you wild. But see, she heard you. Vanessa heard you. You know, she she was listening. She was listening. Appreciated it. I did. Got a listener here, buddy. Not everybody gonna listen like that, which is it's, it's a blessing that, that y'all are in the the relationship that it, y'all are in right now. I think it's so I'm so excited for y'all to have each other right now. To be honest, like I just think that's a lot of love in one house, you know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what do you yeah. what do you what should feel? we be listening to? Right or right? What are you checking in, or what do you request of your loved ones to check in with you, or like? Yeah, show up in your integrity when you're showing up in your integrity. You know, I just, I think what I want is I want people to say the things that are really there. You know, mm-hmm. I think I don't, I don't want people to pretend with me. And, you know, I had a moment with my partner not too long ago where, you know, he said something that he had never said before, but I was so happy he said it and it wasn't pretty it wasn't like cute it was like a little anger in it there was a little frustration in it but he said it and I was like thank you for finally saying that to me you know for letting me know how I can be with you in ways that really support you not in the ways that I just support you because I'm going on blind blind faith in my own past my history and that's how I'm relating to you. So show me how to relate to you, you know? And that's what I want. I want I want people to just try to say the things that feel really hard to say. Feel like an asshole for a moment, you know? Feel like a like a stupid person for a moment. Feel like not enough for a moment. Just say the things. Yeah. And if you feel like I can't be trusted with those things. You can tell me that too. Right, right, right. right. And honestly, that say it. Say that again. I'm about to pass out from this. This just hit me so crazy. Go ahead, I'm so far. No, no, like, but you feel me? Like, I want that. Yeah, I want that because that will grow my authenticity. That's going to grow my integrity. If we get to have that, if we can create that. Right. You know, I say I want to change my order. She wants to change her order and request. (laughs) Order up. Okay. Order up. (laughs) Well, I want Brianna's head. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a lending into how we show up for one another, how we're connecting with one another. Yeah, but just speak the things. 
speak the thing. And speak the thing. Well, that's some real shit, that though. Is it. Not to turn this into another conversation, nah, but that's speak some real it. shit. Some people don't. And I'll be honest with you, like, just, I'm, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but sometimes that's what throws my integrity off because I'm walking around sometimes trying to protect people from things that I authentically want to say to them. One, out of being, like, like you said, uncomfortable, shy, but also out of protecting them and them not wanting to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tell people your truth because you just don't know what, like, people don't be ready for that shit. Yeah. And so sometimes you get caught up not holding parts of who you are up with band-aids because you don't want to have to, you know, just spill it. And just, I really wish we would stop fucking faking the be more honest, like just about everything. Yeah. Like yeah. But you know what could be the thing? It's like sometimes with Vanessa, like an I, and I think we had to learn this, and we still don't do it like as like, you know as friends, we're still navigating sharing, as humans, we're navigating sharing all the time. But sometimes she's just like, well, what do you need? Or where are you? And I'm like, literally, I just need you to listen. And I might not say it in the nicest way, or she might not say it in the nicest way. But it's just like, bitch, this is what I need. I'm telling you exactly what I need. You ask, this is what it is. And so then I can shut down the parts of me that want to engage and do all this other shit, and just be like, okay, here's the space, you know, and or sometimes we might ask each other, well, can I offer you something? And it's some people might be like, well, bitch, why got to say it so nicely? Why got to do all that stuff? And I, honestly, it has helped to diffuse my sense of like just wanting to like throw up all my shit. Someone yeah. says, well, can I offer you something? I have the opportunity to say nope. But more often than not, I'm just curious what this other person is hearing because if you love me and you hear me i value your curiosity mm. you know and so when v does that i'm like okay you know more times than not i'm like yeah i'm 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 here i'm open to listen to that you know and mm-hmm. i think it takes having sometimes moments like that with people and we're not used to that we're not no, i wasn't used to that you know i had to to like, I'm still doing this thing, I'm practicing it, you know, but I had to even know that that was the thing I could do because I didn't even know I could ask people. I didn't even know I could tell people I don't have room for that. Right. Like, I've just been conditioned to take things or to deny things, but I didn't know that I could assert it in a very clear way, you know? where nobody was butthurt about it, where we're not going to get our hurt feelings because I'm just saying, I don't have the space for it right now. You know, the way you tell Leah yeah. sometimes, hey, hey, mama, I just need some space. I need a few hours to myself. Like that kind of, that is love mm-hmm. to me. That is an expression of love right there because I'm telling you how to listen. I'm telling you how to be with me. I'm telling you what I don't have room for. And I'm telling you what I do have room for, you know? And I think with to add, can I amend my request? I want to add this on to the request, you know? Yeah. Like, finding clarity in your language. Take a moment, mm-hmm. you know? Take that moment to just sit with what you're going to ask me. Take that moment to just sit and say, can I do this with you? Can I offer you right. a shift, you know? Do you want to shift out of your feelings? Cool. That's what we're going to work out. Do you want to just be in your shit right now? Cool. Then that's what we're going to do. Right. But anyway, 
I also like check in with myself before um before I give out my curiosity, before I question. Mm. I check in who what is that who is that question for? Mm. Or are you trying to prove a point in your question? Mm. Or is your question authentically just pure curiosity for your friend who's shifting through something or who's letting out something is going to navigate or or support her in the way she explores it. You know, and a lot of the time I had to learn how to shut up because I felt like I had answers and I could fix it. And one mm. of the things that Jim Roy, um, I learned from him, he's my therapist. Well, I guess all of our therapists. Um, you know, I learned from him. He was like, when you feel like um, the urge to want to fix something by using words, Drink some water, drink it slowly. And I was like, what the fuck? You rude. Right? <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, like what are you fucking talking about? Yo, but that has lent me the opportunity to show up with you and with others with full support. I'm like, go drink some water, bitch. <laughs> Business, they are letting out some shit. They just need some space. They don't need your judgments, your opinions. Mm-hmm. If she needed it, she asked it. We checked in about that. So, and there are those moments where I'm like, Bree, I need, I need to hear what's what you hear. What are you hearing? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I let out all this stuff about what I'm feeling at the moment. I need to hear what you're hearing, and you, you, you share that, and I'm like, oh, all right, mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't hear it that way, you know. So. <laughs> it's it's a balance. Mm-hmm. But just going back to it, like, what a gift that we have this, you know. Like, I'm 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 so excited for y'all to have that over there. Like, y'all are going to support each other, grow each other, love each other, and nourish each other. I'm a little jealous and a little like missing out on the throuple action, which is fine. <laughs> Hang and we're about to have all the kids together. It's fine. It's fine. But you know, I think I think it's it's really amazing. And to even just be friends with y'all and like have this, it's like I I, I know I'm loved. You know, I know I'm loved. I know I'm loved. I remember that. I do when I feel unseen, I'm like, I got people who see me, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't do <laughs> Think what you want about me. I'm gonna leave you on my own Ah. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and end this here because I feel like we could talk all fucking night, which is cute as fuck. But um, I just want to thank you, Naila, you know, for showing up in our call, uh, joining us, and just you know being such a space of love and nourishment for your community, for your friends. Um, for your family, uh, for all that you do. We're excited for your work. We'll put um, a link to Naya's Instagram and uh, post anything that's upcoming, how they can support uh, the farm um, and anything that they can do by, especially if they have that cash monies and they want to support, show up, support black people. This is a great way to do good shit for others. So um, yeah, and is there anything else y'all want to leave on otherwise? Thank you. Yeah, I'm grateful. This was a true blessing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, check out the website. Uh, 
and our Instagram to see what's happening for the month of September. Um, and yes. again, thank you. We love y'all. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.